In the beginning, we were both aware, uh, very aware, right? We, we knew that we were accumulating debt together. Um, and again, we always, you know, had these discussions. Well, I, I'm going to get a raise, you know, next month and then we'll, we'll be able to start paying it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a- after a while, um, as that number just continued to grow and grow, uh, I really got, you know, kind of embarrassed about that number and embarrassed that, that we weren't doing anything about it. At that point, I started, you know, basically not communicating with my wife anymore. The, the most we talked about finances was her asking me, uh, are we doing okay financially? And I would, of course, say yes. <laughs> it was uh, June of 2009, and I remember, you know, the, the day I got the, the mail, and we had five letters in there from, from a major credit card provider that we had five accounts with started to calculate what that was going to do to our minimum payments, I, I knew that, that we were done. At that point, uh, I had to have a very, uh, very open and honest conversation with, uh, with my wife about uh, where our finances really were. I, I think it was uh, more of, uh, at least initially, disbelief. Right? I mean, we knew, she knew that we were in debt. We knew that we had credit card debt. But you know, the first question was, well, how much credit card debt do we really have? And we added them up together, and we were both both shocked to see that number of one hundred and nine thousand gotcha. um, dollars. At, at that point, you know, I really <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen. I I wouldn't have blamed her if she would have packed up her stuff and walked out the door. To be honest with you, don't let things get out of control with your finances. Today, we'll cover how you two can get on the same page with money and start working as a team. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. While it definitely makes for a good TV drama, Finding out your spouse has been hiding massive amounts of debt is so not the way to start talking about money. And yet, for many of us, we usually don't really talk about money until we hit a snag when it comes to our finances. Maybe it's having our carefully planned budget broken yet again, being frustrated with how little you two have to show after years of working in your career, or discovering how much debt you're really in. These can be big pivot points that push you to improve, which in the long run is a good thing. But many of these situations could have been avoided or at least minimized if we were more proactive with talking about money. But how do you do that? How do you start talking about money? Certified financial planner and New York Times bestselling author Carl Richards is on today to share some ways you can begin. In this episode, we're going to get into why it's so hard for most couples to talk about money, how money dates can keep things light and fun while still being effective, and we have icebreakers to help you guys get the ball rolling when it comes to your money talks. Let's get started. This idea of, 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 it, of it being simple and approachable and something we can talk about, you know, uh, you know, that as soon as as soon as like you throw you can have a, a, a couple 
normal conversation. They're like great. Like they're friends. They're best friends. They're a couple, right? Like they have great conversations. And then you just toss money in there and it's suddenly like this thing. And I think most of it is like, I, I'm really becoming increasingly convinced that you already have, right? Like your community and, and not just your community, everyone already has all the skills they need, right? The truth is, is, is there, especially this part of money, because it's, it's all about um, money really, I'm sure we'll get into, right? Like it's much more about feelings than, is it about, than it is about spreadsheets and calculators. You already have all the innate wisdom that you need to have this conversation. You just need to unlearn what this sort of filter that the world has placed on you that like this needs to be complex or scary or weird or like you just need to start realizing like, these are all stories. They're all stories. And most of them, 90% of them are not true. And as soon as we can start to recognize that, like what stories are we telling ourselves? We, we can get out of our own way and you don't, hopefully you don't need someone like me, right? Like you're, you're making it simple yourself. So it's, it's really a fun journey for me and, and hopefully we can keep watching more and more people take the same journey. And I totally got what Carl was trying to say with stories and that being a hang up when it comes to talking about money. We treat it differently. I know for us, when we got engaged, that's when we first started talking about money. And honestly, I had this idea that this had to be a formal thing, that we had to pull the numbers, maybe create a spreadsheet or two. And while that's a very objective way to look at things, it does put some pressure. You feel self-conscious. You feel nervous. If you guys haven't talked about finances, for us, I got to see how much debt that I had for the first time. I had an idea. I knew I was, you know, paying on those credit cards, but the total amount I wasn't aware of. And so that made me nervous to talk about finances. And so the first step, if you guys haven't really got into the weeds with finances, is don't. Keep it simple. And as Carl says, just focus on starting. I think we really need to get, um, like, I just wish we could, like, impress upon people, like, please, 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 the smallest possible way, right? Like, the smallest possible way and as early as possible. And I, I think there's, like, really basic stuff. Uh, let me give you an example. It's really not that hard to say, what's your first memory about money, right? Like you, you can blame me. You can say, Hey, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it made me think what's your first memory about money. So if you're looking for an icebreaker or a conversation starter, you can use Carl's idea about simply asking how they feel about money. And if you need a segue or you need an example, go ahead, use this podcast, whatever you're reading right now or listening to, and take one of the examples and see if that is an easier way to talk about money. So for example, we talk about dumping debt together or trying to figure out a budget that works or getting started with investing. You can use that and use those particular couple stories as an opening. So you could say something like, you know, it was crazy. I was listening to this podcast and there was this couple and they knew they wanted to get on the same page with their budget, but they were just having a hard time about it because one was a spender and one was a saver. How oh, you got to listen to it. Or what do you think about that? How would you describe yourself? And then when you have that opening, just listen, 
is absolutely crucial. I think sometimes we want to jump into the how and the spreadsheets, but the first step is after you open up that conversation, listen to their answer. And, and then you can dig a little bit deeper later and find out more. That actually may be the most important place to start because we can get a little more clear about some of these stories. Now, it's, it's, a, it's hard, and I can, I can comment on this because my wife is like so good at this. We grew up a mile from each other, maybe a mile or two, but we didn't know each other. We went to, we went to, we went to separate high schools. We had never met. We'd never even heard of each other. But we were close enough that by almost all outward appearances, our, we would be from the same socioeconomic background. So from every outward experience, you would expect our, 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 like our financial lives to be the same, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Like my parents were divorced when I was eight. My mom was doing everything she could to keep us in this neighborhood with great schools and you know church leaders and community people around us. and and um, and, and I, my impression, I, I don't know what my mom's story is, but my impression of the experience was like, oh man, next month the power bill might be, you know, the power might be turned off. Like that was my experience of like, we didn't have much. And, and, and by the way, I was never, like, I had a, I had a, I had a season ski pass, right? So like, like I'm, you know, I'm not talking about, we didn't have food, but I, but, but I just remember feeling insecure. My wife just a couple miles away, her dad, her parents ran a real estate company. They were entrepreneurs, real estate entrepreneurs. So they were very used to like boom and bust, easy come, easy go. If it doesn't work, we'll move, we'll sell the house and we'll move in here. And, and so money to her has always been about kind of opportunity and risk and, and risk is a good word. And, and so I was really like, uh, like scarcity minded and my wife was really open and abundant. And it's really hard to have an open and abundant person say like hey maybe that's just a story right like 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 if you're the one worried having the open abundant because i would be like don't give me your abundance crap like i don't like you're like oh it will show up it'll be fine and like i gotta worry about this because if i don't worry about it no one will because i know you aren't because you're just all abundant right like, like those, those are those are exact conversations that my wife my wife and i have had so and she would just patiently say yeah all right. Yeah. You know? And so I think that that's where I would start is just early trying to, you know, trying to understand the stories that we've told ourselves. What's, what's the background? What's our relationship with money? And then you can say easy things like, wow, isn't that interesting? Or, or gosh, that's really interesting. Cause my experience was completely different. You know, like just, just, just subtly starting to shape this conversation around mutual understanding. And I just want to point out, there's a little thin gray area here where when you're talking about money, you want to be careful that yes, we are trying to bring the best out of each other and we want to nudge ourselves towards more positive steps, but you don't want to make this about manipulation. You don't want to force the conversation to go a certain way. Many times that can backfire and actually cause you guys to start having more tension with finances and with your relationship. And I also think there's a huge role to, to understanding like the fastest way to have influence on somebody. And I know this will come up in our conversation, like one spouse is interested and one spouse isn't. The fastest way to have influence on somebody is to stop trying, right? And to get really super curious about them. 
Like, wow, that must have been hard. Tell me more about that. No, soup, and you cannot fake this. Yeah, so I just think this idea of stop trying to influence and start trying to understand, which means you're pretty committed to the long game, right? Like, I don't, if, if there was a short way to do this, a shortcut to doing this, I, I would be a big advocate of it, but I can't find one. There really isn't a shortcut when it comes to trying to get on the same page with money and your money talks, but there is a huge help. Making it a regular part of your conversations and your routines takes a lot of the stress out. If you only talk about money when it's time to do the budget, if you only talk money in the context of, oh, we have this much debt to pay, or we got these bills to pay, or something just came up, it's going to make you associate money with stress. So something that I recommend, and you've heard this in the community, and if you picked up my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money, a big help is having regular money dates. And these money dates are not about pulling out a spreadsheet, but really it's talking about what are your big goals that you guys are working towards? What are you trying to do this year, next few years, long-term, and then every month at least, some people do it every paycheck, sit down, go out for a date. Like literally leave the house, go out for a date, or if you have kids and you want to stay at home, that's fine. But make it a relaxed setting where the two of you are sitting down about, hey, how are things going with our goals? Are we getting closer to having that emergency fund? Are we contributing more towards retirement? How does the budget look? And then adjust it. When you put it in a setting of a date where it's relaxed, where it's fun, then you begin associating money with just your day to day. Because I do think, and I've experienced this, when we only look at the numbers when something's happened, we have this stress over it. And really money is not the focus. It's not even in the focus if you're trying to retire or if you're saving up for house down payment. The goal is the goal and money is simply the tool to get you there. So when you make it a part of your dates, you take that stress out, but you're still being effective because you're talking about your finances and you're keeping an eye on it on a regular basis. Yeah, no, and, and I think I think that, that what's really important about what you said too is you know, where, where do we want to be in five years? I think if all of that stuff, I think the big key to me is like everybody just relax a bit. We don't know anyway. Like that's the big dirty secret of financial planning. It's like, it's a guess. Like as soon as you use the word goal, I think you should literally say, oh, I mean guess. And if your, your, your audience would know this better than anyone, if you want, if you doubt me, just look back where you thought you would be. Go back three years and tell me, like, honestly, go pull up a journal, go look at some emails, do something, have an honest discussion about where you thought you were going to be now today when you were thinking three years ago. Like three years ago, okay, we've been in New Zealand two and a half years. Three years ago, it had never crossed my mind. I think it's really helpful. It suggests to the mind to relax a bit. Like, hey, you know what? Where, where do we, th I think like, like you can use the word. Hey, let's play a little game. Where, where do you think you would like to be three years from now? It's just relax. It's just a guess. Like, I don't know. You don't know. Like, let's just guess. Let's just write something on a whiteboard. Like, here's where we are today. And then, hey, would you mind? What if we just took a couple of guesses at where we want to go? Oh, cool. That, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Oh, that's cool. Well, tell me more. What, what do you think that would give us? Like, what, why is that important to you? It, it, you know, pure, not cross-examination, purely with an intention to understand. Boy, that's a really, that, like, that's a light 
I like what you said, like a date, like it's a light conversation. But even if the two of you are sitting down and you're talking about finances and it's much less stressful, just know that it is perfectly normal from time to time to have these disagreements with certain decisions. And please realize it's going to happen. My wife and I have been fighting for 23 years about money, right? Like it's getting better. And when I, when I use the word fight, I, I'm careful. I mean, we're both super stubborn. I'm more stubborn than she is, but she's still stubborn. She's, you know, opinionated and we clash a lot about money. And I've realized that, but we're still fighting about money. Either one of us could end those fights anytime, right? We could stop talking about it or we could decide to get divorced. But we, we now feel those, those fights is like, oh, and our kids call them heated disagreements. <laughs> Let me just tell you just a, an embarrassing story real quick, just to help. I have this email newsletter that goes out to, you know, to some, a few people and um, we often ask questions. Okay, so let's just paint the picture. I'm a certified financial planner. I've been a certified financial planner for whatever. I think it's somewhere around 20 years. Don't quote me on that because there is a date that that started. I've been working in the industry for 20, 20, 20 years. I've been writing for the New York Times as the money emotions guy for t almost 10 years now, 10 years in October. I'm supposed to know this stuff. So we sent out this email that says, hey, quick question. Is, is it hard to talk is talking with money with your spouse or partner hard or easy? Is, is talking about money with your spouse or partner hard for you, yes or no? And we got, we definitely got hundreds, close to a thousand replies. And I'm, I read every one. So I'm scrolling through them, reading them. And, and, and what's cool is people were sharing stories. Yes, I feel like this. Yes, no, it's not hard. And almost, I think 90% of them were yes. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Scrolling through them, and I get to one, it's like, yes, it's really hard. I feel like whenever these conversations come up, there's judgment and blame, like she spent too, too much or he spent too much, and it's really, really hard. And then it's, it says, signed, the spouse. And I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my wife's email address. And I was like, I immediately was just, I was immediately so embarrassed. Like, it took a day or two. I walked around for a day or two thinking like, what a fraud I am. Like, how could this be true? And then I, then I, I mean, it was actually, it was hard. I remember I went out, what I normally do is go spend time in the mountains. I was up trail running and I'm like, wait, I think that's the point, right? Like, yeah, unfortunately it's hard, like whatever, like, but, but, and it would be great if it was easy and it's fine for people that it's easy. That's awesome. And you've got it figured out. That's really cool. But my point is, but we're still talking about it, right? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from talking with Carl Richards. And today I have a guest joining me. It's Joe Mecca from our sponsor this season, Coastal Credit Union. Now, if you got the email this week, you'll know why we're excited about partnering up with Coastal. They not only have competitive rates and great service, we've been members for years, so I can vouch that we've had an incredible experience working with them with our checking, savings, and our mortgage. So Joe, I'm really excited you're joining me. Thank you and welcome. Glad to be here, thanks for having me. This is something that couples deal with, which is we know we're supposed to be talking about our finances, but it's tough talking about money. You're married, you've, you've been in this boat. First of all, how would you describe like you and your wife, how do you guys work with finances? What kind of personalities do you guys have? Well, I've always been the saver, so 
I can I can I was looking back <laughs> I was thinking back as far as I could go and I don't know if I've ever been in a relationship where I wasn't the saver so um but it's always been with a spender too so I think there's a, a balance to the universe um you know we've talked before and I always like to joke that uh if it was up to me you know we'd have money but no food and um <laughs> Yeah, the other way around, it would be we'd have lots of stuff but no money. So um, it's all about striking that balance. Budget. I love that. So you sound like you're very organized. Let's see that. Um, you do the savings and you have a plan. So I guess you're the go-to finance person in your marriage. How often do you guys kind of powwow about where the money goes and uh, kind of check in with each other? For me, it's always been not as often as you think. Um, <laughs> Because it's been, you know, here's the money, you handle it. Um, but I talked to a lot of other couples where, you know, people are trying to strike a better balance. You know, maybe they're both savers, maybe they're both spenders, and they need to be a little bit more disciplined about it. Um, so then it's good to probably talk every month or so. Um, you know, I, I know you like to recommend money dates where you, yeah. know, you set aside some time and, and you know, An excuse to have fun. <laughs> right, right. And, and uh, you know, revisit that. Um, you don't want to do it too often because then you're kind of micromanaging your money. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's pointless to talk every week about, about money. Um, I like every month. Every month is mm -hmm. good. That's um, you know, usually when I update all of my financial spreadsheets to get a kind of idea of what the big picture looks like. You know, I always call the first of the month spreadsheet day. So yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good time. I can it's, tell it's you work for a credit union who got <laughs> spreadsheet day. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you bring up a good point uh, because you don't want the opposite where you're micromanaging or you're almost causing stress worrying about the numbers. Um, nowadays, there's so many different options like the, the auto bill pay. Like we schedule, I want to say 85% of our money because most months the regular bills got to get paid. We have our transfer into savings, kind of like you. We have some specific savings and then we have a general savings. But then also, if we need to adjust, it's those special things we kind of talk about, you know. So it's not every week, oh, no, did you see the checking account? Did you see the um, savings account? It's more like, oh, we're going on vacation next month. So keep that in mind next week. Don't eat out as much because I want to save that for the trip or something like that. Um, those conversations, you know, how we talk about money, I think, make a huge difference. So, guys, we have plenty more tips if you want to – find out more about how to work together on your money and marriage, we have a private Facebook group that's called Thriving Families where we kind of get into what we're doing. Uh, we share ideas and swap stories. And if you're in the triangle area and you just want to bank better and have another option to help you reach your goals, please check out Coastal. You can get all the information in the show notes or just go to bankbetter.org. Thank you so much, Joe. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks, Al. Special thanks to Carl for being a part of the show. I have links to his books in the show notes, but I also want to let you know he does have a course directed at couples about how to talk about money. And you can also grab a copy of my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money, which takes you through step-by-step step how to start those money dates to make them fun and stress-free while still staying on top of your money. As always, I'll have all of those things in the show notes, as well as any resources we mentioned during our chat. And I also have links to bonuses like our free five days to 5k course, which helps you look through your budget and find ways to save. 
Next week on the podcast, we're celebrating wedding season. How do you plan a wedding while still sticking with your budget? We got some great tips on how to make this a memorable and meaningful day. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Whatever podcast app you prefer to use, we have that there. Our theme song was written by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you. I appreciate your support. Thank you so much for sharing your favorite episodes. I'm really excited about this season. I want to make sure that this podcast is the most helpful for you. So please send in your comments and any questions you have about marriage and money. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.